said in the close the door. Oh yeah, I'll make love to you. Yeah. Pour the wine, light the fire. I don't. I feel like I hurt people's eardrums having to hear this. Here's my command. I'll submit to your demand. I will do anything. Girl, need only ask. I'll make love to you. You want me to? Yes. Ah. <laughs> Welcome to a work in progress. A work in progress. I Welcome to the podcast. Hey, it's a work in progress. I, I was wondering. I didn't know if you were going to do it. You you delayed slightly. I did, I wasn't sure you know, if you were sure if you were going to do it or not. I I remembered last time we did the podcast. I didn't do it until we were already talking, and then I did a different version. So I wanted to go back to old school. Okay. Today, kind of full circle, started from here, and now we're. Started from, the, started, from the bottom. Here. started from the bottom and we just a little bit okay. further. As, <laughs> as a Canadian, I feel like, I mean, since I just mm. quoted a Drake song, how do you feel about Drake as a Canadian? I know Canadians <laughs> is, a, is a whole thing. It's not, you don't, you're not from the same place that Drake is from, even though you did live in Toronto for a while. Yeah. You know, here's the thing. It's, I think for Canadians, the big thing for us is like the world season is like this kind of like, hard lover boy you know like he's mm -hmm. so cool or whatever but like in canada he started off as aubrey in degrassi who got injured and was in a wheelchair and like rapped on the show oh so it was i didn't know like he this... rapped on the show i think that he rapped on the show i didn't really watch time with him but i remember i was on degrassi and i remember a lot of the people saying like they he was not sure if he wanted to be on the show anymore, apparently, or something like that. And he rapped in his spare time. And so they, like, wrote that into the show so he would be more amped about being on the show. Oh, so that's interesting. So Drake has a little bit of a, even though I don't think he rapped, actually, he did kind of rap on the show. Uh, Donald Glover. I think yeah. uh, Donald Glover kind of was, like, when he wasn't on set, that it was said he was in his trailer writing you know, essentially becoming yeah. Childish Gambino, and that's cute. That's, I feel like that's maybe he's like the, um, like, when I think of, of Donald Glover, I always want to say Danny Glover, first of all. Mm -hmm. um, when I think of Donald Glover, uh, I think of, like, really, <laughs> I always think, I'm too old for this shit. Okay, I always think of, <laughs> like, <laughs> I always think of someone who's kind of, like, a creative genius right like he's sort of right. he's not just like mainstream he's not looking to do things to just like make money or be famous or be popular he's like i have a vision and some of that stuff happens to be super mainstream and some of that stuff happens to be like outside the box and some of it's very political or very opinionated or some of it's just right. funny or whatever um whereas i feel like drake is more like he wants to be in the limelight and that's sort of one of his goals is that he wants sure. to be famous. He wants to be mainstream. He wants to be loved by everybody. And I feel like this is also a little bit 
kind of like of a not necessarily a Canadian thing, but that happens a lot in Canada because we don't have a star system. Like no one's famous in Canada, and certainly mm. no one who comes from Canada who is even famous is ever gonna like nothing counts from Canada in America. So we're very humble in that way. And so I feel like honestly, one of the goals for Canadians is sort of like to make it in America. Because then you get recognized in Canada where there's no star system if you're just Canadian. Oh, I see what you're saying. So you're not really, it's sort of like you have to leave your hometown to become known. So like, because you guys have Ryan Reynolds, uh, obviously Mm -hmm. uh, a huge international star, Ryan Gosling, (laughs) uh, uh, Celine Dion, like Celine uh, Dion, Um, Shania Twain. Shania Twain, that's what I'm thinking about. Yeah, Yeah, there's very, very uh famous canadians russell peters yeah like there's all these like huge names in different you know in the arts and in entertainment that are canadian but one of the things i mean music is a little bit different i think but for like acting and yeah for acting really is the big one i think you need to (laughs) the joke is in canada you can't be top billing unless you go somewhere else and then you come back so as yeah, soon as I, you leave and move to LA or New York, they're like, oh my gosh, this person's a huge name. And you're like, I literally left two days ago. I've nothing <laughs> That's so funny. I mean, yeah, I, I, well, I think even in the US, at least from a stand-up perspective, like, and again, it's very insular and this is a very sort of maybe inside baseball conversation. Like even like stand-up comedians don't take each other seriously until they move, until they go to New York or LA. Um, now we also, unfortunately, sometimes, and I've seen it within this comedy community, we like to like tear each other down when it doesn't work out. Like when someone goes to LA and they're there for a year and they move back. Yeah. And that's like, I think a lot of that's just jealousy or whatever, but to your bigger point, I agree. Like, I do think like, and I've, I've heard other actors from different cultures talk about how like, they're like huge in India and Bollywood and like how amazing and how talented they are. And then they come here and they get to play like these little tiny parts that are very, sometimes uh, it's like, Oh, let's cast them for the sake of diversity. But the fact is that there are these amazing actors and they don't really get to get real global recognition until they come to America, which, you know, right, wrong or indifferent. I don't know, but. Oh, that's that's interesting. Yeah, America's that Canada kind of doesn't. Hub. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's it's funny because Canada people. I think people think like, oh, Canada's the same as America, and it's like, you know, we're next door. We speak the same one of the same ma- major languages, like whatever, as everyone in the world does. But like, it's so different there. Like, we have less people in Canada in the whole country, second biggest landmass, Canada, mm-hmm. and we have less people in the whole country than there are in California. That's insane. Oh, now I want to move yeah, to Canada. Yeah, we have 35 million, and, and California has like 37 million or something. Now like I want to move. It's nuts. We don't have a lot of people. If you were to, if you were to give me a suggestion of what their provisions, 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 right? <laughs> Am I saying, I'm saying that wrong. Like, it's provisions? I wish they were called provisions. Provinces. Provinces. Okay. If you, you were, were so to say. Close, but you made it way better when you the way you said it. I, I like to add consonants and vowels and sometimes numbers towards uh if you were to say jonathan i think you should move here where would you say just of what you know of me and your mm-hmm. bigger knowledge of canada as a whole which province closer to my to? house closer, closer to, to your so to your parents to your family's house well, closer to my house where i live right now oh, no, no canada 
just closer I'm to t- my house. I'm 20 minutes from you, if if that. So I can be my next door neighbor. That's what okay. I'm Okay, if sure. I had to pick a place in Canada. <laughs> I feel like you would love, um, well, first of all, I feel like you would love Toronto because Toronto is very, like, um, it's, like, very diverse. There's a lot going on. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a great comedy scene. There's a great, like, events scene. It's very walkable. It's very community. But I feel like it, you you could, like, you would do well in Montreal. Oh, okay. You know, you could learn a little French, go to Montreal. Because Montreal is sort of, like, it's such a different, a different everything. It's a very European kind of more European style living there, I okay. think. Um, and I feel like you personally would love it because the scene is just like, it's, it's different slightly. It's a little bit more diverse in that, like anything kind of goes um, and people appreciate men or sorry, um, um, Quebec, which is where Montreal is the province mm-hmm. provincial How do you pronounce uh, it? Of Quebec. Of what? Quebec. You say Quebec. I think Americans say Quebec because we, Q U oh, yeah. very hard, but you say Quebec because it's the French Quebec. Quebec. Yeah, no, that's great. Yeah, yeah, cool. Montreal in Quebec. Um, it has. It's the only star system in Canada exists in the province of Quebec because mm. it's like French speaking entertainment has its own thing where you can kind of be famous if you're from Quebec. Gotcha. Like entertainment, but I feel like you would really, you would love it. You're the kind of person who, like, you don't. I don't think of you as like a mainstream kind of guy, right? Like you're kind of like, you can, you play in mainstream, but like you're comfortable outside of the norm a little bit. Sure, sure, yeah. And so you, I think would thrive because there'd be people doing like these, you know, crazy weird ideas and also the normal things and also the cool things and whatever. And like, right. it's less like putting people in boxes, I feel like in, in Montreal um, and it's close to Toronto. So it's like very, you know, accessible to everything. Okay. So that's, I would say you should move to Toronto or Mon- Montreal. Well, so yeah, I I thought you would probably say Toronto. I've been to Toronto. I I was there for like uh, maybe two weeks. I won it. And Hmm. before I moved to LA, I did do some semi-serious research into like moving to Toronto. Like, you know, could I go there and and live? Um, I loved it. Uh, Toronto for me uh, had like the, the sort of Midwest sort of appeal of a Chicago, you know, just like good mm-hmm. people, nice people, very friendly, but it also felt like New York in the sense of a yes. city, except it was clean. Like it literally people talk about how it's like clean New York. Like clean New small, York is what I called it. Clean yeah. New York. Yeah. It's very yeah. But that's what I love is like that's what I miss here is you know, here you get in your car and you go from point A to point B. There's right. no interactions along the way, right? Like you're mm-hmm. just sort of in this little bubble and then you get there. And in Toronto, it's like New York where like lots of people don't have cars. You're walking, you're taking the metro, you're taking the bus or the streetcar. And so like you see people along the way or like you might be walking to a show and you like see another show and you stop in and you're, someone you know is like, hey, you want to do five minutes? And you do five minutes and then you keep on walking going to go to your show, which like never happens here. Right, yeah. Um, so I miss that. I don't like driving. So I like miss that being able to not drive and be like, you feel like you're a part of the city. Like the city is like a character in life, you no, know, yeah, versus that's a here very good point. something else. Yeah, it's a great point. Yeah. Like I think I that was my experience of, of living in Chicago as well. It's like every day. Uh, and, and from especially from a, a storyteller or a comedian or however you want to 
probably even if you're a musician or, or, or a visual artist or whatever, like you just experience life in a different way. And it, it, yeah. it definitely impacts the way that you, uh, uh, tell your, tell your, tell your story or present your art. Yeah. Um, that's cool. Um, well, why don't we, uh, why don't we jump into our first new segment called what's good? Um, what's good, baby, baby, what's good? Yeah. 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 Um, we gotta, we gotta get those jingles in. We get, we get, we get $3. I made $3. my 76 cents right there. Oh, three, oh, oh yeah. Oh, 76 oh. cents for every jingle. Hell yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, I just want to, so this is a new segment we introduced at our last episode. Uh, if you haven't heard that one, go back, listen to it. But, uh, this one, I have, so my, my what's good for this episode, I just have to say, I love fall weather. The fall weather. I mean, come... no, you go, 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 take the it, fall, take it, run the, with it, baby. The fall weather. <laughs> may I, may I have a moment in the court, my lord? Get your, get your moment on. Let's go. The fall weather finally, finally coming to Los Angeles has just brought so much joy into your boys. I listen. I hey. miss without a doubt the turning of the leaves the like palm trees i give two shits about a palm tree give me a good don't oak. let the give, say that give me some foliage let me see a tea let me see a leaf turning colors just so i know it's about to die like i love me some fall weather you know me i love hoodies i love sweatshirts so it's already like that's my lane uh, Clothing-wise, it's like, oh, finally an appropriate time of the year for me to be wearing these clothes. People are going picking apples. They're going to pumpkin patches. We just had Halloween. Halloween sort of sort of ushers in the fall for me. I love a fall. I will say, though, this before I, I, I get off my, my fall soapbox. Fall in L.A. is very confusing because you'll get you'll wake up in the morning. You're like, ooh, it's a little brisk. It's a little, it's a, oh, should I stay underneath these covers? It's fall. And then noon hits, and you're like, it's 90 degrees. What's going on? <laughs> the amount of times I've dressed my kids for preschool, and I'm like, it's chilly out. We got to get your shoes on. We got to get socks. We got to get lawn pants, a sweater, and all this stuff. And then when I come to pick them up, the teachers are like, stop dressing them like this, because they don't want to take it off. And right. it's like 90 degrees, and they're wearing these big old... <laughs> they're just dripping <laughs> like, sweat. Your, your kids go to the oh, doctors man. and they're like, we don't understand. Your kids aren't like putting on weight like most kids. Is anything okay? Is everything okay? You're like, oh, no, 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 no. Uh, they're just layers. <laughs> no disease, just layers. <laughs> they're constantly dehydrated. They're cutting weight, okay? They're, right. they're getting ready for a boxing match. They're cutting weight. That's so funny. Um, yeah, I'm like, I have never been a huge fall person mm. because I feel like, you know, I grew up in winnipeg where winter is like right now all my friends are sending me pictures of their kids on halloween they're wearing a snowsuit with their costume draped over top like it right. is full-on winter already and like winter comes like early october okay like it's and then it yeah. lasts until sometimes like till may like it's insane it's just so long so i feel like for me growing up the fall which is a very short season in winnipeg mm -hmm. was like the end of the freedom because right. it was going to get to be like minus 40 real soon mm -hmm. and you're going to have to let you know so it's kind of like the death of not just like oh we're turning a new leaf like the death of fun 
and then you're inside forever. Listen. And then I hated spring because everything was like mushy and gross. And then I was just like, I love summer, you know? Sure. So it's yeah, tough. I get it. Yeah, I, I, I from your perspective, a hundred percent. Fall was just a signal of the winter to come. But listen, Aisha, yeah. you're not going to ruin my coming. what's good. You're not going to take my joy today. No, my what's not good. At all. <laughs> I must also, say, having lived here now, I have come to appreciate some fall weather. Okay, I have come to right. appreciate it because it gives a little respite from the hot, hot heat. You're absolutely which right. I love, yeah. I love hot, hot heat. It's wonderful. Yeah. But like, it gives me a little respite. And also, my, like kids' clothes are real cute in fall. Like putting a kid in like a little coat with a little yeah. like toque on. Little. That's Canadian for a what do you guys call it? A beanie. So okay, yeah. Oh, it's cute. A little little vest that you don't have to bundle up. It's just like fall attire is kind of like just for show, you know. It's not like oh, yeah, I'm yeah, not yeah. really cold, but let me just throw on this this vest, like this little yeah, yeah. Uh, what was that from Marty from Back to the Future. Let me let me wear these yeah, little yeah, stylish yeah, the boots. Vest kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. It's like boots that aren't really going to keep you warm, but they're not shoes. Yeah. They're boots. And it's I love fall. I love the the fashion that women get to wear, like you know the shawls mm. or you know especially like a woman like who can like make her sweat pit like get here. I'm talking about head hoodies and sweats, but you know like some people make it fashionable. I'm like yes, yeah, yeah. make that work. Hell sweats yeah. but fashion. That's a yeah. good look. A nice little fit. I'm a big fan of it. Yeah, I need yeah. to get better at it. Autumn outfits because mine are I'm like a summer like like t-shirt dress kind of gal mm-hmm. you know um and then I don't really have a ton of sweaters I've started to achieve some sweaters but I think I need to have better some better maybe if I had better fall fashion I would appreciate it more well I mean I think also like you said like from like the especially Canada to LA there's there was never real a, a reason for you to have a, a lot of fall attire no. because you knew it was like it's here and it's gone yeah. So, it was but anyways, okay. Fall. What's coming. good? What do you have a what's good? You wanna? <laughs> My what's good is right, I'm ready. Boys to men. The nineties, the nineties R and B group boys to men. Not like not the process of growing up from a boy to a man. Like not yeah, puberty. yeah. You're not puberty. I is mean, not your what's good. Yeah. No. No. Boys to men. Um. Cause okay, so I did. I had my um, toasted show last night, the wedding food oh, comedy yeah. show I do here in LA, which Jonathan has been on, and um, and one of the I can't remember what was happening, but at one point the DJ when we were coming back out played Boys to Men, and literally we had to stop the show so we could like sing Boys to Men. Yeah, what <laughs> like, song? Like, what song was it? Um, uh, what's the what's the we were singing it, but we weren't singing Motel the words. Motel Philly. And I just have that in my head, but like uh, no, I'll make it was love like a romance. But I was like. Close the door. Oh yeah, I'll make love to you. Yeah. How does it go? Pour the wine, light the fire. I don't. I feel like I hurt people's eardrums having to hear me sing. Here's my command. I'll submit to your demand. I will do anything. Girl, need only ask. I'll make love to you like you want me to. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. I just can only imagine, like, a guy, even if you're just saying those words to a woman, she's like, uh, this is weird. Walking slowly toward the door, and you're like, Girl, your wish is 
my wish is for stop. Stop. I just poured the wine and I lit a fire. <laughs> what else do you want me to do? Oh yeah, I love I love me some boys and men. I have you right? uh, have you seen them like because I think they maybe they're finished now. Did you go see them when they were in Vegas? They no, I did not. And here's the thing: this is one this is one of the reasons why they're my um, what's good because okay. boys like even just now, right? It stopped our show last night. I brought it up and we started singing like one line. It stopped the podcast. We had to sing from boys right. to men. Yeah, like that's it. it's like such an it's like what Sweet Caroline for like white people at like, you know, the Ooh. in Boston is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or like bah, bah, I think bah. I would say black people, but like kinda everybody else. Like a mm-hmm. lot of people love it's not even just a black thing. Like it's like people love boys to men. Old, young, men, women, background doesn't matter, race doesn't matter. Like boys to men right. is a jam for a lot of people. Um and it's just like they're sexy songs. They're nice songs. There's nothing super vulgar. Like, it's just like, yeah, like, I poured some wine. I lit a fire. Like, that's romance, baby. You know? Right. Um, so I just, and they're still good. Like, they're still on tour. They were in Vegas. They, like, tour with also, like, Nukes in the Block, I think, sometimes. Like, those mm. old 90s collaboration tours with Salt and Pepper and things. Okay. So there's just something about Boyz II Men that is, like, it's, like, iconic and will never go away. And I, I appreciate that very much. I totally agree with you. I think Boys to Men was a big part of America's, but you know, I'll speak for myself, but even America's coming of age because mm-hmm. of a lot of the things that you just mentioned. So especially like uh in R and B and and like hip like in the nineties when they were like coming like hip hop or even like maybe it was like, I forget, like was it the nine I think it was the nineties. But like hip hop was doing something different, right? You know, like a lot of like of the rap music you were listening was you know people were talking about selling drugs and you know like street life mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. even some of the r&b that was coming in like it was like sort of like sexually still very yes. sexual and like you know so families were like ah, i don't know yet if that's so boys and men was a nice bridge i think like you talked about mm-hmm. the fact that they 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 expand like amongst race i think like like white grandmas or maybe more conservative families were like, yeah, like look at these four, they wear sweater vest. They wear yeah, bow ties. <laughs> yes, of course. Gen- yes, of course you can listen to them. And, and, and then I think, and you probably know this and I'm, I'm, I'm saying something you probably know, boys and men then ushered in the white boy band because like then white boys mm. boy bands were like, oh, we want to do that. That's cool. You know, we, yeah. we don't, we can't really sing about street life. Or you know, we yeah, can't yeah. do a music video with Tupac in a hot tub, but we can we can have some nice clothes and we can spin and I'll do this at the same time. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I don't know why, but when you said that, the first song that came to mind from like a white boy band was um, "I Wanna Sex You Up." You remember that? I think I do remember the song. Who sings it? Okay. No, but I was like, I feel like that was their version of like, yeah, we'll be a nice white boy band. But what they came up with was like, I want to sex you up. Right, right, right. Like, like, but we want to have some edge. We want to have a little bit yeah. of edge. Yeah, again, so like, it's the thing is like, hey, girl, I'll make love to you. The other version is like, hey, girl, I'll sex you up. <laughs> like, yeah. what does that mean? <laughs> um, Who is it? Color Me Bad. Color Me Bad, yeah. Color Me Bad. Even then, right? Like, yeah. could that not be more CMB. weird? Like the language of like a bunch of white boys color me bad what is that right like, yeah 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 is that like a little bit of a like a little nod to like we're not black but we're kind of yeah. what color know? do you want to be bad huh 
What color are you trying to beat? What what color are you saying is bad, huh? Yeah. Looks cool though, like a little bit, right? Yeah. Color yeah, yeah. bad. Okay. Yeah. No, I love I love this what's good. I yeah. I mean, I'm gonna just I'm gonna I'm making a note. We may just do a, a boys and men dedication episode. And just we for an hour we may just play all their hits and we won't be able to post it because that's illegal. But I know, I know. Us singing badly to all these songs. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I feel like one day we need to have a member of Voice to Men on this podcast so we could just it'll just turn into us singing songs at them. Which which one do which one would you want? I want the the baritone. I want the baritone. The the one who's no longer in the group. Oh man. I gotta look. I gotta look this up, boys to men. Let's. I think Wanya uh, is cool. I think I'm pronouncing his name right. Um, Michael. They're all cool. Sean. I think it's Sean Wanya. Michael. Sean is sort of the. I think I'm saying this right. Skinnier. He had like in the high. He had more of a little bit of the like. I guess they all had a little bit of a flat top. Yeah. Um, Wanye was kind of more of the smooth one, I thought. The one that did get sort of the more sexual in his in his mm. approach. And then uh man, I may be confused. I may be getting them mixed up in my head. That's someone who really knows themselves, who sure. wasn't like lured in by fame and money and all this stuff. He's like, I just wanna crunch the numbers. I just wanna right, be an accountant. Right, right, right. Also, Here I am touring all over, having all these beautiful ladies for their yeah. panties on stage. I just wanna crunch the numbers. I just wanna I just you know what gets you know what gets me wet? <laughs> numbers, girl. <laughs> you think he was like pitching to the group like accountant songs? Like he's right. like, what if instead after I'll make love to you, we sing like a, a two plus two is four? They're like, Oh, so like sexual? He's like, No, 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 no. <laughs> like Make sure you document all your expenses. Right, like, right, right. Sure. Like, no, dude, this is not. There probably was a song where they were like, okay, we sing and you come in. He goes, hey, girl, you know it's tax season coming up. <laughs> I'm going to bring out my abacus and we can look at numbers Man. together. Yes. <laughs> no, no, no. Okay, yeah, that's, that's not sexy. Not sexy. Yeah. Not sexy. No. Uh, how do you feel about pie? Mm. I'm not talking about desserts, baby girl. I'm talking about yeah. Let's get my nipples hard. <laughs> you heard of the hypotenuse, baby girl? I'm gonna be hypotenuse up in that ass, girl. <laughs> yeah, the other guys are like saying things to make it sexual. He's like, no, no, try it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I do think um. Voice of Men actually might be a good segue to uh, kind of what I wanted uh, to talk to you about the the main part of the episode. Um, because when I was in elementary-esque middle school, I would write love poems to girls I had crushes on. And a lot of times those love poems were Boys and Men lyrics. This was... This was a time where people weren't looking at lyrics. Are you just so you were just Absolutely not. I was plagiarizing. I, I would like go my own direction, but I was using boys and men inspiration, and then I would take off and, and talk about middle school middle school stuff. You know, like <laughs> sharing chocolate milk. You, know, you look so and, good at gym class. I saw you get that basket. That was ooh, dope. The way I threw that ball at your head at dodgeball, and you didn't let it hit you. Mm, 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 mm. Stop flirting. Stop flirting, girl. <laughs> um, 
are on point. Was it? Oh, am I? It's on point. I think it's, oh, yeah. I'm wearing my, my Bugs Buddy, uh, aren't, uh-huh. I, aren't I a uh, stinker shirt? It, it brings out a lot of little oh, fun stuff to me. extra shimmy. I love Thank it. Thank you. It's, a, it's a great. It's great. So I told you the story um, maybe a couple weeks ago where a friend of ours, like, because we take um, what we think are some of the better, funnier, or more insightful moments from our show, and we will post those clips on Instagram. Thank you. Everyone who's following us on Instagram, if you're not following us, following us, you can at a whip podcast. A whip podcast. Um, A-W-I-P. Yeah. And you can see some of the highlights there. So I have a friend of mine who I, I forget <clears throat> which one I posted, but um, she uh, told me, she messaged me. She's like, I love the show. You and Aisha are so funny together. It's great. <laughs> And I was like, thank you so much for listening to the show. Oh, I love it. So like, yes, like I want my friends, I want new people, but I, you know, I love like people from my past, like chiming in that I haven't talked to forever. And this person was like a really good friend of mine when I lived in Orlando, Florida. This was like my club friend. We go dancing together and like had a really good time. Love. <laughs> and um, she goes, how did you and Aisha meet? And I was like, oh yeah, we met at a stand-up thing. And yeah, we were real good buds and da 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 She goes, wait, you guys aren't dating? And I was like, <laughs> first of all, <laughs> you clearly don't listen to the podcast. <laughs> I know, we talk so much about my husband and my yeah. kids. And I talk like... about how single I am. Yeah, she talks about her kids yeah. and husband all the time. And yeah, But yeah. It, it did get me thinking, and this person, and I won't say her name, uh, I don't feel like I need to do that, uh, put her out there like that, but... <clears throat> This person and I were very good, like platonic friends. And so I, I was like talking to her. I was like, cause her mind was blown. She was like, what? Like, what? And I was like, this person, like our friendship was very similar to Aisha and I's friendship now. Like, why does that, why does that not make sense? She was like, but you guys, you guys have so much fun together. And I was like, yeah, maybe because we don't have to deal with each other all the time. I don't know. But so anyway, like, what is friendship for this person? Like, so, so much. Oh, my friendships are just the worst. Right, right. Well, I all the time we struggle. I do remember and I've had this sort of friendship with uh, enough, I guess I'll say enough women, maybe four or five women over the course of my year where it's like me and this person are very, very close to the outside world. People are kind of like, but what? And you're like, no, we're just close. So because so I think yeah. like with again, this person, like, we'd go clubbing, we'd go dancing, and it wasn't like, we just danced, you know? It wasn't necessarily, like, grinding on each other because we were trying to, like, cop a feel or whatever. But if the song required grinding, you grind, right? (laughs) And and I remember, like, we would go out some nights, and guys, and and again, this person, like, just beautiful, and, like, guys would be, like, circling, like, sharks, trying to figure Mm -hmm. out. They just could be like, this doesn't feel... Are they together? They're they seem to they seem to enjoy each other differently than like couple, you know. What I mean? But I do think to a lot of people, and I want to let you chime in because I've been talking a lot. I think a lot of people don't really understand what a, a platonic male and female relationship should or yeah. could potentially look like. I have so many opinions on this because okay. <clears throat> I have a lot of platonic guy friends, okay? And I also have friends who I've either, like, dated or had some romantic kind of feel or hooked up with or something that are men. 
friends. Um, and people like, and some of they're all my friends, like, you know, whatever. But it's funny how people say to me all the time, and this is coming from like, I've been in a lot of male dominated industries. So I've had a, been surrounded by a lot of dudes. You know, I played sports. I was on an all men in an all men's soccer league as the only woman. I was a drummer. So it was like always me and a bunch of dudes Ooh, being in stand up. Like there's a lot of guys. So I've, I'm constantly in my previous lives have been surrounded by guys. So it's like, I feel like I'm very comfortable in that space. I know how to handle myself. Um, but I think a lot of people think anytime adults who are men and women are friends, that it has to be sexual tension. It has to lead to either a climax of hooking up or it's not real. Or one of them wants to hook up and the other one doesn't know sure. or something like that, right? And I feel like that's so insulting to insinuate because a lot of times it's like my people who I'm dating or whatever would be like, I'd go out with like my guy friends and they're like, oh, you think that they don't want to sleep with you? And I was like, first of all, I know some of them do, okay? And that's the reality because we had sexual tension or whatever. But sure. I'm like, but also I have a lot of guy friends who don't. We're just friends. And these guys who I'd be dating would be like, okay, yeah, you think that, right? They're just right. running a long game. And I'm like, so I'm not interesting enough to be friends with. It's only because they want to sit with me. It's kind of insulting, I feel like, to women sometimes to say that. And so I'm like, I, I always get like the hair on the back of my neck stands up when people are like complaining about like male-female relationships. But like I have, like with you, right? Like we've never had sexual tension. Mm. We've always had a relationship that's like, as if we're related from, I feel like from like day one, like that's just right. sort of where we are. Like my friend Rich, who I lived with, who you know, um, mm. you know, we were roommates and like, he's one of my favorite people in the world. Well, I always tell the story because people are like, no, he, there had to be some sort of sexual tension, like zero, like none at all. When, we used to go for walks, and one time we went for a walk, and we were climbing trees, as you do, and I climbed the trees so he could get a picture of me, and then when I was coming down, I couldn't quite get down, so he was helping me, and he right. accidentally touched my butt, and he was so grossed out, he was like, ah, and he let go, and I fell out of a tree. Nice. Because he was like, I don't want to touch your butt, it was right, like right, touching right. your sister's butt. And I was like, this is the level of platonicness between us. It's like right. even touching my butt accidentally made him let go of me. So I fell out of a tree. Like, I think that it's just like, it is possible. And there also is, there are friendships where there is sexual tension or one person did want to in the past sleep with the other person, or they both wanted to, or mm -hmm. they still want to, whatever. Like, obviously those things exist, but to sort of like eliminate in people's minds that there are male, female friendships where that isn't the case to me is just an insult. You, That's you, my rant on it. No, no, I, I agree with everything you're saying. Uh, I, I mean, some of my closest friends are women. Um, mm -hmm. There is, I don't know, like, obviously, I have a few close guy friends, but there's just something that's nice about a woman's perspective on the world. Uh, you know, yeah. uh, after college, I kind of was over hanging out with my bros and, you know, a, lo yeah. a lot of the stuff that comes with that. Um, also, I have big brother syndrome. Um, I don't know where that comes from. I've always sort of like, I think I get it from my dad, actually. Uh, but I, I've always had like, women in my life that I've seen as little sisters. And it just it feels, yeah. you know, maybe a hole in my life, in, in a way. Um, you said something interesting. So it, it sounded like at least from your story that it was mostly men who were like, Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, he definitely wants you. Was it mostly men or yeah. did you feel like you got that from women equally as well? 
No, I think for me, my experience is it was always men. Mm. And it was always men who either I was re- like in a relationship with or like romantically somehow connected with because it's like this weird jealousy thing of like, I, I don't know if I was them, I would want to sleep with you. And I'm like, yeah, because we're sleeping. Yeah. Or like yeah. whatever, you know what I mean? I'm like, yeah, that's <laughs> yeah, a different yeah, yeah. thing. You're like, yeah, like, of course. <laughs> yeah. If you were them, but you like, would I... still want to sleep with me, you dummy. Exactly. I'm like, that's that's just, what's ha- that's where your brain is at. Right. But like, I think it is hard for guys because like, I have a lot of close girlfriends. Like, girlfriends are like the jam. And I think guys are told like they can't have a girlfriend unless they want to sleep with them. Sure. And yeah. But you do want that feminine perspective in life. And like, I have a friend from my hometown who's a you know good friend of mine, Keener. And like, I remember one time I was like driving him home, and you know we all hung out a lot. It was like a real like group of friends, right? And it, when I was one of the few female members of that group because it was like the comedy scene at the time. But I remember one night he was like. He's like, I think I have a crush on you. Mm. And and I was like, oh, why? Because I didn't get that energy from him. He's like, I don't know. Like, we hang out a lot. I like being around you. I can talk to you really easily. And I was like, that's friendship. Right, Keener. right. Like, that's all it is. But it's like, he's like, oh, yeah, I guess so. Like, it's like this expectation <laughs> that if you're, like, having those feelings with a girl, like, you have to then move into this romantic thing. And I was like, yeah, and we've been great, you know, great friends since then. Like, we didn't, nothing had to go into a different level. But it's like, I think it's confusing for guys because you're told if you're friends with a girl, like, you should be trying to sleep with her. If you're like, sorry, this is all basically on this big, broad stroke sure. of, like, heterosexual, like, relationships, obviously. Yeah. But, like, that you should want to sleep with them. And that should be sort of, like, some underlying thing. Otherwise, you're wasting your time being friends with a girl or a woman or whatever, you know? <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's, I feel, I mean, the, the story you told Keener, um, so this mm-hmm. friend that I mentioned up top, we had a similar moment where I told her, um, I was like, I think we need to take a little bit of a friendship break because I do feel my feelings for you being more than just friendship and yeah. whatnot. And um, and we took a break and I think our break was very, very short. <laughs> it was like mm-hmm. a week, two weeks. And they were like, cool, we're friends again. But you know, I do think that happens. And I don't think, I think at least if, if I'm trying to like, at least be honest to what my feelings in that moment were, was like, I did have feelings for her, but I also knew yeah. she didn't have feelings for me. So instead of being like, like me, like me, like me, or doing that incel thing, like I've listened to all your stories or aren't you supposed to love me back? I was like, no, let me just reboot and not lose the good part of what this relationship was, which was our friendship as opposed to super mature. And that's like someone who really knows them. Like you, you are like in touch with yourself and not just like going off of like, I guess we should have sex now. <laughs> well, maybe, yeah, maybe that was it. I, I do have guy friends that I, you know, and I think like to some degree, I, I was a little bit of a late bloomer as a kid. Um, some of that, you know, we talk about this on a lot of podcasts, my religious upbringing. Also, I was terrified. Mm-hmm. I was very terrified of women growing up. I was writing them boys to men lyrics. I didn't know how to talk to girls. <laughs> so I spent a lot of time observing. I, and I, I think I did go through that phase probably earlier, like in middle school where I was like, why does she like me? So by the time in high school, I had figured all that out. Um, but um, I have talked to adult men, friends who are like talking, like I listen to her. Uh, I listen to her when she talks about her boyfriends, even sometimes like, 
I'll stay over and I'll sleep in the bed with her. We, we don't do anything, yeah. but, but now I want to be with her and, and she won't be with me. Why won't she be with me? And I'm like, yo, like you, she doesn't owe you anything. You need to tell her how you feel first. Yes. I'm like this people, when it comes to like male, female friendships in adulthood, some guys who are like, well, I did all this stuff for you. And my perspective is like, that is friendship. You would right. do like, I would do that for my girlfriends. Like why, why is this all of a sudden I owe you sex? Like, that's just crazy to me. And it's this weird, like, oh, so you didn't want to do that stuff. So that was all just fake. Oh, so that was not a friendship. That sure. was not a real relationship. That's so that for me, that's like disrespectful. Like being like, be clear with your intentions. And even if like those intentions change, then like take a friendship break, be clear about it or like profess your love and see what happens. You know what I mean? Like it might change things. Just know that. But like, like you can't, you can't fool somebody and then expect them to just jump on board. This sounds like a, something written by Disney where it's like, I pretended to be their friend the whole time. And now here I am. Let's make love. And they're like, Oh, what a romantic this is like a like a like reboot so of uh beauty and the beast yeah the yeah. whole when we were talking about, oh um can I no. also, um, speaking okay. of, of male female friends sorry i just wanted to say no this. yeah go ahead. i've seen a lot of posts on instagram of like and i mean i don't know if it's like a religious thing or whatever but like a lot of like couples who are like the way that we stay together is neither one of us have friends of the opposite gender hmm. and it's this whole thing where they're like yeah i don't have friends who are like i saw this woman post and she was like, yeah, she's married. They have kids. She's like, I don't have friends who are men because I don't want to get myself in a situation where something could happen. So I just don't do it. And for me, and I'm always, or like, and then she's like, and I expect my husband to not have like female friends. So he's not in a situation where something would happen. And I think that's just bizarro land because I'm like, what do you mean a situation where something could happen? Right. Like, isn't that self-control or like you love your partner more than, than you would like, you want to be with your partner enough that you wouldn't ruin it by being with somebody else unless you have an open relationship, whatever. But I'm talking about like a monogamous, like whatever. Right. Why, why would that, it, it sounds like we're taking the control out of our own hands and being like, oh, I'm out of control. So I'm just not going to be around men because I can't like contain myself around that, which is, I'm like, should you be in a monogamous relationship then? If yeah, you can't yeah, yeah. control it's, yourself it's, about it? Like, it's it like the fun weird. It's like the idea that, because uh, that like that was Mike Pence's thing. Like he was like, I'm never in a room with another woman alone unless mother, which is his wife, is what he called his wife, unless mother was there. <laughs> and like you're so like, wait a minute, is Mike Pence like a sex addict? <laughs> like, right? Like, like, yeah, like seriously. can he not? Does he not have self control, or is he just like always spraying Axe spray on himself, and women can't control themselves around him? Like that might be more like a repellent, but yeah, like some sort of like yeah, pheromone. But yeah, yeah, yeah. bears are like, I want to get, I want to get with that. Guy. Uh, <laughs> is that honey? Like <laughs> <laughs> I just, I've been making honey on me this whole time. No wonder bears are attacking me. Uh, honey fragrance would probably sound smell delicious. Real sticky, but worth Ooh, the stick. that's, that's the long line. Yeah, yeah. Real <laughs> sticky, but what'd you say? Worth the what? Worth the stick. Worth it. Ooh. <laughs> Who are we oh, selling yeah. that idea to? <laughs> bear enthusiasts. Um. <laughs> People who fuck bears. <laughs> <laughs> it's a niche audience, but they really they want really, to. They really, really into it. it. Sprayable honey. <laughs> 
for when you try to get your bear hug on. <laughs> oh, we're getting sponsorship ads as we go. Um, yeah, I just think that's very bizarre. I think because, I mean, I have a, a very strong opinion about this because I am a woman who has guy friends and cherish those friendships. Mm-hmm. And would never feel in danger of them becoming. And I have had friends, my friends, who have been like, "Actually, I like you," and I'm like, "Cool." Like, I don't see you that way. Right. And you know, sometimes it changes the friendship a lot. But like, I respect them for that. I'm like, I would rather know so that I'm not in this weird situation where I'm like, "What's going on? Why are you acting so weird?" You know what I mean? Sure, We've been friends yeah, for yeah. years, and all of a sudden now, like, you're sitting with your legs touching my legs. Like, why? Right? What's you happening? <laughs> um, why are you playing with my yeah, hair? Stop is, it. Stop it. For real. Like, I've yeah. had friends where I'm like, we're chilling, doing what we've done literally for years together, like hanging out, watching movies, eating pizza. And all of a sudden, they're like scooching over on the couch. And I'm like, what is right. happening right now? Right. Home. But, um, you know, that's why when I appreciate something, being like, hey, I like you. And I'm like, got it. Like, right. I don't feel that way. We either have to change the friendship or maybe take a break or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think I think communication yeah. between men and women, especially when it comes to feelings, um, and I think we have probably talked about this on another episode, especially directed towards sex. But like even just feelings, like we aren't open enough, and at least from the male perspective, I think sometimes sometimes there's this this idea she's going to reject me, and like yeah, she may mm-hmm. reject your feelings of romance, but it doesn't mean she's rejecting you as a person, and. You know, but it's hard for us to to separate and and categorize things as like, you know, like, oh, I I still have value as a human being. We just um, I I really appreciate my friendship with 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 you and even like other women in my life. Sometimes I need a female perspective. Like I reached out to you recently about a person I had been dating. And that person was like, I like the short version was like, I want to spend more time or I want to be intentional with you. I just don't have the time. And I was like, how do yeah. you interpret this as a woman? <laughs> Obviously, you know, your interpretation was your point of view. And mm-hmm. I did end up having a conversation with that individual, but it was nice to be able to have someone who had no sort of skin in the game, but also was a woman and could maybe maybe yeah. read in between the lines of what this other person might be saying. And it gave me information to be able to go back to that, to that individual. So that's yeah. nice sometimes too. Yeah. Totally. Just a different perspective, whether it's like a different gender perspective or a background perspective or age perspective, like all those things are valuable for like trying to see things outside of how we narrowly see things because of our upbringing and our background. Right. right. Like, so it's nice. I think often too, like, because I have a lot of guy friends in addition to girlfriends, but like, I'm like, um, like a liaison sometimes I feel mm, like for some of my dude friends because they're like, yeah, like one of my one of the the jokes was with one of with the guy I played on an all men's soccer team in Korea, and l- the guys called me a non man. They're like, "You're not okay. really a woman, but you're not a man." Right, <laughs> so right, right. Like, so we can like talk to you and like get your perspective. But it was yeah. they would often be like, "What do you think this means? What is she really saying here?" Like, you know, the liaison. I'm the ambassador for women for men. Yeah, um, I feel the same yeah. way. I feel the, I'm an ambassador. Uh, one of my close friends, uh, she's given me not full access to her dating app, but she's given me a lot of access to it. I get to have a lot of fun. I get to talk to a lot of dudes, <laughs> a lot of guys, and be like, "Ooh, tell me your tell me your story, sir." <laughs> it's, it's a lot of fun. No, yeah, I think it's um, I think it's good. I think it's good. Um, 
I don't know. I think I think it it's good for you. You were telling about people posting like I don't allow my or we choose not to have opposite sex friendships, but I think it's healthy. I, and, and you know, it's and obviously to each their own, but yeah, everyone should do what they feel comfortable right. with. I just feel like that is putting. I don't know. It feels like it puts like adds pressure and adds tension if you're saying you're never gonna so if you meet someone who you want to be friends with like you can't because then you're like then it makes them more desirable and also i always think it's funny because i'm like you know i've been with women i've been with men so i'm like so if my my partner was like you can't be friends with men i'd be like fine but i could just sleep with one of these women like you know right yeah yeah yeah. yeah. or you could be like okay i won't won't be friends with any of them but i'm gonna fuck a lot of them (laughs) because that's probably what's gonna happen if like a guy can't be friends with a woman and he's probably just going, yeah. if that's like, if you have to set those parameters around your relationship, it's probably just cheating on you or whatever the right term it's for forbidden that is. Fruit. It becomes yeah. a forbidden fruit. The thing that you resist the most, like you have to resist more. What is it? What you resist persists, right? Like Ooh, that's going to keep being that. like, oh, I think about that. I, should, I feel like you were you like, like, a, like a cool pastor back in the day. Sometimes you just come out and what you resist will persist. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. Amen, Pastor. Amen. <laughs> um, I'm boys to men one more time. One more time. Motown Philly from the choir. <laughs> Can we please start a church that only sings 90s R&B hymns? Yes. Who are we, Kanye? <laughs> oh, uh, right. Yeah. Sunday service. Bring it back. Let's bring it back. Yes. <laughs> Okay, well, let's jump into the last segment of our show, which is mm-hmm. where uh, Aisha and I, uh, Aisha is a certified life, co- life coach, and I mm-hmm. went to six years of Bible camp. So we are... So it's the same percentage. That same percentage, and we feel like we both can give advice to people about their lives. And the yeah, segment yeah. is called, do you remember the name of the segment? As I pull up our <laughs> questions. I'd pray, I'd pray on it. Is that what it is? I pray, I'd pray about it. it. It's called, it's, I pray I'd on pray it. pray about it. Pray on it, about it, for it. Just, <laughs> You've got to pray. Pray, pray, pray. You've got to pray. Just to make it today. Oh, 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 Wait, we the turned right into stuff. kids in the vlog? Yeah, this is like a different song. We transitioned. This is like a <laughs> tour that's happening right now in no, all no. the 90s. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Aisha and I got a show November 16th. If you want to see more of the silliness in LA, get on an airplane, fly there, get off the airplane, realize how much LAS, LAX sucks, spend about $100 to take an Uber into the city. Show up for the show, maybe on time, we're not sure. On a real note, if you wanted a Winnipeg, we are throwing an after party with like throwback songs from the 90s, y'all. February I'm, 9th. I'm excited about it. I'm so excited yeah, about come it. Come to Winnipeg, the Park Theater. We're gonna have some good comedy and a good after party with some good jam. And okay. you know what I want? You know what I want oh. at that party? So I know I'm taking over. But no, no, you know yeah. what I want? I want some slow songs. Because when do some you ever dance? get to slow dance anymore? Ooh, never. Weddings, never. That's it. I want to. I want a slow jam where I can ask somebody to dance, and then you yeah. dance like with your arms straight, elbows locked on each other's shoulders. Are we, are we gonna have a I nun? Want. Are we gonna have a nun there to make sure that there's enough room for Jesus? With a little ruler in between. Yeah, just enough room for God. Move a little bit. <laughs> okay, uh, I pray about it. Our first question is, uh, how do I quiet the parts of my brain that says I'm not good enough? Mm. 
This is a real. It's a nice real transition that like we, we went from like that. we went from very high energy to like a very serious question. I understand. <laughs> so take your time. I mean, I think this is, this is a real thing that like a lot of us feel that we're not good enough, right? <clears throat> and this is what I tell people a lot of the time, and it's really morbid to be honest. Okay, it's kind of like two part, I guess. One is when you look around and you think like I'm not good enough, like these people are better than me. It's like very imposter syndrome, right? A lot of that is because we're trying to hold back our talent and like dim our light because we think it's not funny enough, it's not smart enough, it's not interesting enough, whatever. But when you look around, like first of all, everyone's probably feeling that, but that part. we're all gonna die, right? We're all gonna die. And so you only have a short amount of time to like let that, sh that shine come forward. And if we spend that time thinking like we're not good enough, we are creating like small deaths all the time in our living days, in our living time. And it just feels like such a shame to think about that. And I remember someone told me, and I always like get a little bit like, like wonderfully creeped out by this, that <clears throat> they were like, what if when you died, you went to like the afterlife or heaven or whatever you want to call like what, how, what you think happens after you die, right? Right. And you met the version of you who was never scared to just let their light fully shine. And they mm. just did it. And like, what would that feel like? What would be different? And so I sometimes think about that. And honestly, like, even when I talk about it, like it gives me, it makes like the hair on my arm stand up because I'm like, oh, like, yeah. Well, she would be so much, she would be so happy. She would feel so free. She might be more successful, but she'd be enjoy Like, it just is such a like, like for me, it's like a revelatory thought to think of the version of me who was like, I'm not scared to put up that sketch that I think is funny, but maybe not everyone's going to think it's funny. I'm not scared to say how I feel. I'm not scared to say no to that gig because I want to spend more time with my family or I need me time or whatever it is. Like right. you were not scared. What would that look like? What would that feel like? How can you like create even like 5% more of that in your life day to day? Um, so I think like thinking about that and remembering that like life really is short and if we spend if we spend it limiting ourselves we're like creating our own death all the time and mm -hmm. our goal is to live so like how can we like chip away at that so that we can let that go um so yeah i think it's like maybe like listening to that part of your mind and thinking like where is that coming from why do i think i'm not enough why do i think this is not funny what if it's not funny does that matter what if i'm not the most interesting does that matter like what is this really about? Because it's about like living our best life and not about like comparing ourselves to others or what other people think of us, maybe. Yeah, that's very, well said. I'm very amped about it. No, no, very well said. I, I think the the other, just the little bit I have to add to that, because I don't have a lot to add to that, um, is, you know, whenever that part of your, sometimes it's just mindset, right? So if if you if you have something in your mind that's telling you you're not good enough and you know a lot of that is probably coming from some some sort of trauma or whatnot perhaps from childhood or someone an authority figure literally telling you that and you've you've begin to own that <clears throat> but i think whenever i do hear that 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 negative ego uh, for me is like i like to just agree with it but be like yeah i'm not good enough for that or whatever it is and it takes a lot of the pressure off of going after it. Um, and it's mm. a little Jedi mind trick. It's like a, a sports mentality, I guess I have. Like, if I know I'm playing a team much better than me, I don't quit. I don't, can't, I don't forfeit the game. I play the game. And hopefully during throughout yeah, the yeah. game, 
I learned some things. I learned some lessons. I learned some things about myself. And if you know what, sometimes every rainy day, a dog gets his bone. I don't think that's the saying, but you know, every once in a while you get a win and so maybe, maybe you didn't win the big game, but maybe you, you know, accomplish something that you never accomplished before yeah. in your life. And How inspiring like, yeah. and exciting is that? Absolutely. Like also like nothing is real. Like I would question like, Oh, now we're I'm talking about the matrix. For, I love that. For what? Though? Like yeah. we, we create our own reality in, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? So like you, we create like, Oh, what's the bar that I'm not meeting? I've just created that. That's like a created thing that doesn't exist in the world that I'm not good enough for some level. Right. Like that level doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm just creating it so I can say I'm under it. I mean, I'm not good enough. I'm like, whatever. But like, let's look around. There's a lot of people who are horrible at stuff, getting paid a lot of money to do it. Sure. And they're reaping in all the rewards. Like, what if you were better? Who are you talking about? I should call them out. Say their name. Name, name. <laughs> <laughs> like, there's this idea that, like, and I think a lot of people who, let's let's just say it. Like, I'm just going to say it straight. I'm trying to find, like, a nice way to say it. A lot of, like, non, like, people who are not white. Right, okay? yeah. Straight or white men. Or not men. Or not straight, right? Yeah, so, like, I'll say it. Straight I white men. Like we... Yeah, we always feel like society has been creating this idea that like that they know what they're doing. They're the experts, whatever. And mm-hmm. so we always feel like there's all these images or all these examples that sure. society has put in front of our face that we are less than that. And so we internalize that and then we obsess over it. And so then we don't put out our version of what our best is, which might be way better than everything that's out there. It Can might be exactly what someone is looking for. And I read this thing being like, you need to just be the best version of yourself because then whoever's looking for you can find you right. because if you can be found and be cherished for like who you are and the gifts you have to offer, it's the easiest way to success. It's the most fun, easy way to have success. Yeah. But if you're trying to be something else, you're trying to model yourself after like, Oh, that person, I set this random bar in my head and that person's at that bar and I'm not there. So I have to be like that person. All of a sudden the person who's got the millions of dollars and all the things you want looking for you ain't going to find you. Yeah. Right. They're going to find someone who's trying to be like you because you're their bar and they're trying to be like you. And like, it's just this crazy thing of like, uh, yeah, be yourself. <laughs> say, say, say this with me, church. Say, my enough? <laughs> Am I enough? No, my enough. Oh, my enough? Is good enough. Is good enough. Hey, man, Wait, hallelujah. Is that, a, is that a saying? I don't know. I That's just made it really up. I just one. made it up. Let's keep it rolling. <gasps> Let's my keep it enough is good it enough. Might, That's it, might really show good. Up, it might show up on the store. Go check it out. Uh, <laughs> it might be a t-shirt. My enough is good enough. This is like a chant for kids. My enough is it's good, good enough. enough. It is. My enough is good enough. Okay, we're going we're gonna to try that. to squeeze in two more. We, we'll, let's do this one quicker. Uh, we'll do a quick one. Okay. How can I make a first date the most efficient? Send them a schedule beforehand. <laughs> right. I'm trying to, I'm trying to figure Small out what is... Small talk for two mi- minutes. Drinks for three. Okay. Dinner's going to be 14 minutes. Then we have sex for three minutes. I will get an Uber home. <laughs> so, yeah, you read it You read it as, like, the date. It, like, literally, you're probably reading... You're probably hearing it the right way. How do I make the date, the start to beginning efficient? Mm. I understood it as, what is that? Like, or at least the question I have is like, well, what do you mean? Are you wanting to go from first date to like, is this my person? Oh, I, I don't know. Oh, that's so an yeah. Question. But I, I like yours. I, I like yours. as sort of like, let's have an agenda. 
<laughs> I'm going to meet you here. We're going to get appetizers. You're going to try to touch my leg. I'll be like, boy, stop. And then <laughs> like, there's just a bunch of things going on. That's in the schedule. Yeah. At 7.03, boy, stop. For you will compliment my outfit at 8.07. <laughs> you would be like, man, your mom sounds crazy. <laughs> I have an adult friend uh, who... He doesn't call first dates dates. He called he calls them meetings, and he just says they don't last more than thirty minutes. He's like, "Oh, we'll meet oh, you wow. for a drink," and so thirty minutes, probably one drink. You know, there's not a lot of other stuff going on. It just sort of yeah. says like, "Here's thirty minutes." Do we like each other or not? Exactly. So, yeah, if you're trying to figure out how to make a date more efficient, yeah, like plan something after your date. Plan like I have to yeah, go I to gotta this be... thing to. Yeah force yourself to be like, okay, let's keep it moving. And then I guess, yeah, if you really want to be like, I really like this, I want it to keep going. It could be, we're going to go get ice cream or we're going to go over here and get ice cream. You know what I'm saying? Hey Peaches and cream. You know what I know what I mean? Um, like you can always cancel the second answer. thing. Plan something afterward. Yeah. Yeah. That's the answer. That's our answer. Yeah. Final that's the answer. answer. I pray about, pray it, about but it. Pray on it. Pray on it. Okay. Last one. We got 30 seconds. Uh, should I date my ex? Yes or no? <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, no, yeah. Don't date them. But you know, if you want to get a little, little some, some every once in a while. Yeah. <laughs> get yourself some ex sex. If, that, if you want to be an empowered person who wants to mm -hmm. get an ex sex, you do that. If but the sex was good while you were dating and it was a healthy-ish enough relationship and you're like, you know, I need to scratch that itch, mm -hmm. call an ex. Call an, they know where the itch is. They know where, they know you know where your mean? itch is, bitch. They know where your itches are. <laughs> they know where your itches, bitches. <laughs> uh, we talked about shows. We do have a show coming up November 16th. I'm rushing because... Aisha is has to leave and do something really, really cool. Maybe we'll talk about it in a future episode. Uh, so we have a show November 16th here in LA. Uh, ticket uh, links are on our Instagram. They're on our website. Uh, if you're on our email list, uh, you can, you can, you'll get an email. You probably got an email earlier today. We also have a fun show coming up in Winnipeg. The secret's out. Sorry. Winnipeg, People have been talking. Someone's been talking. They have been. We it's supposed to be a secret, but people have been telling me they know about the show. So February 9th, Friday night at the Park Theater in Winnipeg, Manitoba, Canada. Um, it's going to be a jam. We're going to have comedy. We're going to have some local peeps. We're going to have Jonathan and I. And then we're throwing an old school party. And guess who's going to be there? Boys, Boys to men. Motown Philly <laughs> back again. Back again. Hey, hey. Doing hey. a little East Doing Coast a little swing. But, man, can we get boys and men? Okay, I'm going to work on that. That's That'd what, be amazing. Gonna work. Also, um, we have a Patreon if you love the show. First of all, if you love the show, uh, thank you. Tell your friends. Share it. You know, if something funny in an episode happens, tell your friend. Go listen to it. Maybe maybe there's some <laughs> advice we gave that might work for someone else. I it resonates. Yeah. yeah. Um, but also, if you, you, know, you want to be a super fan, we have a Patreon. Uh, the, the reason we keep talking about Patreon, and I, I will be quick, so sorry, Aisha, is because we want the show to be better. Like, I understand the sound quality on the show is not great, <laughs> some of the feedback <laughs> I've gotten, and I hear it when I'm editing it. So we, we are trying to sort of level up on our, so our sound quality and, and stuff like that. So if you're able to help uh, in a financial way, that, that, is, that helps us to bring you a better product. So thank you for the people who have already done that. 
Um, mom and dad. Mom and dad. And then also we're going to put some holiday. I think we're going to have some holiday stuff in our next newsletter we'll send out. We got some fun holiday things. So that's another way you can support the show. And also maybe get a gift for your friends and family. So Yes. Yeah. But also, as always, um, please subscribe if you haven't already. Like and, and like subscribe. And rate, us. Um, rate us how you want. If you rate us highly, it helps us get more listeners. Um, but yeah, we really appreciate and love you all. And they're just happy to be sharing this time with y'all. And I all love right. you, Jonathan. Love you, Aisha. You're my friend. Okay. You're my friend. All right. Thanks, guys. You're our friends, too. We don't, I don't want them to be left out. That's why I said that. That's true. They're yeah, not really friends. my friend, though. No. Don't tell them. <laughs> they can hear you. Hey. Oh, I have a